welcome to our smoke and snow old school essentials campaign in the last session our heroes were exploring a deep cave system in search of the source of a villainous seneschal's ungodly arcane powers being the advanced scout their hunter malcolm harp moved up ahead creeping silently through the caverns unseen by any eyes he crept onto the top of a large flat rock lying low to hide himself from the sight of potential enemies looked around saw bones scattered on the floor of the cavern but couldn't see anything other than that but stayed low just in case because he's a practiced hunter as he was looking around he saw stalagmites stalactites all the things you'd expect to see in an underground cavern system he whispered back over his shoulder Oh, it doesn't look like there's anything here. At which point, Leopold, his dwarven companion, came marching into the cavern with his big dwarven-sized hands, saying, Ah, there's nothing in here, let's go! Followed in by the rest of the party, which included the friar, brother Lomas, who is holding a an illuminated crystal they found earlier that sheds a, a sort of purplish-pinkish light in a wide radius and bringing up the rear is the woodsman Weimar Lone Grove however as they walked in suddenly one of the large stalagmites on the opposite side of the rock where Malcolm lies opened a gigantic fanged maw and two eyes immediately six large tentacles thrust out from this stalagmite moving around the rock where Malcolm lay still unseen by this creature this roper that had been lying dormant just waiting for a noisy dwarf and his companions to stomp into the cave so we kick off the session as you three have walked into the cave these tentacles whip around this rock and zoom straight towards you you are all understandably taken by surprise by this so the roper gets to go first now in order to simplify this i am just going to roll 6d20 for them since malcolm's not been seen so malcolm's not getting attacked because he's flat down on the rock so the first two d20s i roll will be for weimar the second two for brother lomas the last two for leopold here we go Then, of course, after that dramatic build-up, he has to wait for the dice to roll. Yeah, I mean, you can't get the staff nowadays, can you? Okay, so we have a 5 and a 19 for Weimar. So I'm guessing one of those has hit you. Yeah, the, the 19 has... Indeed. <laughs> we have an 11 and a 20 for Brother Lomas. What's your armor class, Brother Lomas? Uh, 12. Okay, so one has hit you. And for Leopold, we have a 10 and a 12. What's your armor class? Leopold. Uh, uh, oh, dang it. Where's the armor class? 13. It's the shield, isn't it? 13. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 13. So, so you are actually grand. So as you're sat there, these six tentacles slime and zoom out around this rock 
One of them wraps around Weimar's leg, another around um, Brother Lomas's arm. There's another like tentacle flailing at each of you. Two of them flail at you, but you're able to sort of like bat them away with your dwarven warhammer. The one that I, gra- fa- I found my save versus character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine, man. So the one that wraps around Weimar sort of wraps around his leg and it drags you ten feet towards the rock. Weimar. On the other side is the, the roper, of course. So as you're shouting for Weimar Leopold, you suddenly yeah. see Brother Lomas, like one wrapped around his arm, he likewise Ooh. gets pulled off his feet and starts getting dragged towards the rock. Ooh. And then Yeesh. the roper has gone, so we move on to Malcolm Harp still concealed on the rock, lying flat. No, it's okay. just, it's, it's on do the I other side of the rock. Do I just see all the tentacles? Do I just see all exactly. these tentacles? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so from where I'm, I am. Can I see the tentacles that have trapped Weimar? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're literally at an elevated point, so you can see everything going on in right. this combat. However, um, obviously, unless you attract attention to yourself, the roper will not spot you because you've seen it in your okay. um, Now, do I look like, do these tentacles look like they could be sliced off? Yeah, they look, they're, they're sort of thin, probably about the size of a fist in sort of like the, sort of how far <clears> round <throat> they are. And they're made of like thickly corded muscle, but you think you could probably cut them with sufficient force. Okay, so what I want to try to do is then cut cut the tentacle to force him to release Weimar. Okay, what weapon are you using to do this? Uh, I have a... That's a good question. I have a scimitar. Okay, that is absolutely fine. So make your attack roll. Uh, okay, 14... Okay, no problem. As soon as I can actually bring up the the sheet, because my computer's running really slowly. 14. Okay, you aim your scimitar at the tentacle that's dragging Weimar by his leg towards the rocks. However, the thickly, densely packed muscle material proves too tough for your scimitar blow. And although a little bit of... a little bit of scuffing occurs. You don't actually manage to sever it. And speaking of Weimar, though, we move on to the next round, which is Weimar himself. Okay, is the tentacle... Are we talking grapple here? It's it's effectively a special ability. You, you don't count as grappled. However, unless the tentacle severed or somehow removed from you, it can just keep dragging you, but it doesn't actually do yeah. any damage. So if I were to run, would that be... Like, can I move? Not, my re- not really, no. Yeah. She means yeah. pulled by this tentacle. Okay, so... I guess I could go forward, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> if you want to go towards the creature, that's fine. <laughs> let's, let's not do that quite yet. Um, no, okay, so, well, it, it's... The sun sword, uh, as I'm being dragged around in the... Looks like pile of bones. Um... Yeah, literally, you're being dragged through the 
which you now suspect are the bones of its previous victims. You've seen that scene at the start of like Terminator where the metal endoskeleton treads mm-hmm. on the skulls. It's like that, I mean, you're being pulled sort of through it by your leg. Like bits of bone Ooh. and shards of skulls and rocks sort of flying everywhere. And I, I know like the, the mechanics are fairly light for old school essentials mm-hmm. and old D&D, by the way, but to all of you, feel free to get inventive and a bit creative during the combat. Even if there's no strict rules for it, I can easily like chip you a bit of a bonus for AC or a bit of a bonus for an attack based on what you do. So, And being creative may be the difference between life and an ignominious death in the darkness of the caverns. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> a thought has entered my brain area. Okay. Um, What's the kind of terrain we're talking about here where uh, I'm being dragged from? Is it just, you know, like cave wall? Yeah, it's it's cave wall. As you can see from like the dots on the floor, it's like rubble-strewn yeah. cave, loose rocks, shale, yeah. bones, that sort of stuff. So the th- what I was thinking is, is there anything I could throw my grappling hook and rope onto to like anchor myself? Wrap, wrap it out around my arms and just go like ah! well th- there is this massive rock here that you know um, mm. Malcolm is hidden on which obviously the tentacles are coming round the rock so you know yeah. like the rope is on the other side but presumably it's got to drag you either over the rock which it yeah. doesn't seem to be doing or around the rock which seems more likely because that's where the tentacles have come from and they're just sort of okay. attracting so yeah um, I, I suppose the plan is going to be as I'm being dragged, um, I, I like halfway draw the sun sword, and then I think better of it, put it back in, get the the hook, and just try and get it onto the rock. And then I will, if if it actually gets stuck somewhere, I'll um, put the rope around my left arm, just like, and then just get stretched. <laughs> okay. Now, obviously, there is a potential. Like, if it keeps pulling you, you will take mm-hmm. a little bit of damage because you're yeah, yeah, being, <laughs> being stretched. <laughs> I, yeah, because um, the rack. <laughs> what I'll do is, when it gets to the next rope as go, and normally it would automatically be able to like move you 10 feet now, because mm-hmm. it's, it's got you, what I'll do is I'll ask you for a strength roll, and if you succeed, right. you might take a hit point or two as damage, yeah. but you'll stay where you are. Yeah. Okay. So, I think we'll... But there's no there's no roll to hook it on. You can do that, I'm, that's yeah. fine. So, I'm, I'm throwing the thing, I'm like rolling on the ground and throwing the thing at the rock, yeah. and... Uh, you see it like hit a, a chink in the rock where like a and obviously mm-hmm. as you're being pulled like the rope quickly goes taut yeah. and you're sort of holding onto this rope like a literal lifeline as like your legs are getting stretched out in front of you with this thick tentacle wrapped around your legs <laughs> and this other and, uh, one sort of like flailing at you trying to grab hold of you as well yeah it's like Lomas ah yeah you look across and you can see that like Brother Lomas has got like his own troubles as he's like being pulled along likewise by his arm. But speaking yeah. of Brother Lomas, is you next? Well, I was going to suggest a similar thing. That's um, fine. But I was going to suggest the Weimar to hold on to my staff and between us. <laughs> We'd be just sort of yeah. resisting, but um, either I mean, side of the rock. But Yeah, I mean, sure. Let's... <laughs> but if you've already... Um, if you've already if I'm anchored, this, this I, I suppose I'm in a very good position to grab anything you're holding out. 
So. Yeah, what is, if you wanted to do that, so basically if you're like throwing your staff out, while Mars hold, so like presumably like wrapped his arm around yeah. the grappling hook, and he's going to like hold onto your staff with the other to try and like anchor you. Yeah, basically, like, ah. if, if Wymar succeeds on his sort of strength check, you will likewise be held in place, Brother Lomas. But obviously, you will also take a couple of hit points damage because yeah. you're also being stretched. Would I be able to? then try and climb my way to the grappling hook so at least it's the grappling hook that's taking all the pressure rather than I tell you what maybe a strength check okay now grabbing hold of getting one more to grab hold of your staff to like so you can start them that's not a problem no role required this is just to see if while you're being pulled in the opposite direction you can like yeah try and make a bit of leeway No. Okay, so you've not managed to pull yourself onto the grappling hook, but Weimar is still like holding onto your your friar's staff. He's like okay. he's got one arm on the rope, one arm on your staff, and his legs are being like pulled out in front I of will, him. He's I like, will be Aah. Yeah, I was gonna say I will be conscious if it looks like he's gonna rip him off. I'm just gonna let go of the staff and I don't that, wanna take him with me, sort of thing. That that's absolutely fine. Obviously you can quite happily do that. Just like no problems. Okay, so now the only person who's not been ensnared by the Roper, we go on to Leopold. Oh, doing? John. Yes. The, the, the situation is dire. Indeed. I can see two of my companions uh, ensnared by this creature. But and, and also, you've still got two tentacles like flailing at you, even though they've not managed to grab you. Ah, uh, Leopold pays no heed to those. It, He's focusing on the uh, his stricken companions at this point, and so Malcolm is hold hold down, dodging it somehow. He's not dodging it. It's basically, when he crept in, he basically not knowing the rope was on the other side of that rock. He basically right. crept on the, the other side onto the rock because it was right. like a vantage point, and he was like laid down yeah. flat to like hide himself from like any creatures that might be here. So it looks like it hasn't detected him. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have noticed him. Like, you've seen right, he sort cool, of like reached, cool. went like that with his scimitar and tried to like hack one of these tentacles, right. but obviously right. didn't manage it. And I can't actually see the thing. I can just see these flailing tentacles at this yeah. point. Yeah, basically what I've what I've done to like go into like game speak is I've set up like terrain walls. So yeah. if you're on the rock, you can see onto the other side of it. If you're not, you can only see the rock. Yeah. So old Leopold is 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 no slouch. He's a pretty savvy guy. I'm thinking it looks like I might be. It might be his best option to move, perhaps north, and and maybe slide in there round round behind, just to the north of Weimar, or perhaps and and then chip away at the tentacle like dodge dodge away from the ones that are my immediate concern and then yeah nipping nipping uh just to the north of weimar i mean that's absolutely fine move yourself to where you want to be mate you're my you're my eyes and ears here john does this look like a good spot does leopold think this is a good spot over there what, what spot is it you're looking at well, well i've just moved him is that that's that's basically where you are now. Is you're sort of stood like just behind the rock that Malcolm's yeah. on. Yeah, and and um, 
Vermeer, I can hack away at Weimar's bonds, can I? Yes, you can indeed. And for this, I will bust out the frost axe because I don't feel like a hammer is really the, uh, the order of the day. And I, I believe your frost axe is just like a, it's just a normal axe, isn't it, if I remember correctly? Oh, don't say that, John. I don't mean to belittle like your dwarven heritage or anything, <laughs> obviously. Don't say that, John. This is the frost, this is the frost axe of the dwarves. You know. I'm, I'm just going to chop away. Okay, make a roll. Hey! Okay, so you aim what you consider to be a mighty and sort of vicious strike at the tentacle that's wrapped around Weimar's leg. However, as you're like you hit it like squarely, however, your axe seems to like not penetrate the the thick muscular tentacle and leaves no mark on it whatsoever. You are joking. I am not. Do I get all them nasty vibrations up my arm? Indeed, as you hit it. Oh. <laughs> oh. So we move on to the next round. So oh, that's a bit disappointing. It's the roper again. <laughs> so I'm gonna roll I'm gonna roll four D twenty this time. <sighs> and that is gonna be obviously the one that's the extra one that's like flailing at Weimar is the first. The next one is the one that's a brother Lomas, and the last two are the ones that are flailing at um, Leopold. Okay, so the tentacles that are flailing at Weimar and um, brother Lomas just continue sort of like flailing at you and trying to find purchase, but obviously you're being dragged quite quickly although you've now arrested that, they don't manage to grab any extra hold on you, so you still only have one tentacle on each of you. However, obviously, as you're sort of like running forward, Leopold, and you've just sort of like whacked one of these tentacles, another one sort of slithers up, grabs hold of your leg while you're trying to hack the other tentacle, and it drags you ten feet around the rock. So you guys watch as Leopold runs up, starts hacking at this tentacle, doesn't manage to get through it. Then another one slithers around his leg, and you just see him like, whoosh, and he gets dragged around the rock. Okay, now, obviously, normally Weimar and Brother Lomas, you would be getting pulled nearer to it. However, Weimar, due to your grappling hook, you get to make a strength check. Okay. <clears throat> so... Let's see. Uh, Phrase Gale. No. Yes. <laughs> I forgot which way it goes. Phrase Gale. Indeed. So you've managed to hold on. Can you roll me a D3, please? Uh, Let's it'll, see it'll how much six. damage you and um, Brother Lomas take as you're being stretched. Oof. Okay, so you both take three hit points of damage, Weimar and Brother Lomas. As you can feel like your your joints on the verge of being dislocated as you're both hanging on, but these thick ropey cords of tentacular muscle are straining and pulling you. You can feel like like your ankles like popping 
and your knees straining as, you, as it's trying to pull you around this ragged rock. Weimar is doing his best impression of those action movie scenes where the really tough, muscly guy is doing the thing where he's pulling on two different things in the middle, except he's not a muscly buff dude. It's this guy. It's like Spider-Man. Spider-Man with the uh, the train. Yeah. I was thinking more yeah. Mr. Stretch with the skinny yeah. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. Okay, so we come to Malcolm. You're still on the rock, Malcolm. The advantage of you, like, not really having done any damage to it is it's not noticed you yet. Yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> You've basically just seen, like, Leopold, like, on his front, like, being dragged around the rock. And you can see, like, the mouth of this thing, like... <coughs> as it's, like, obviously planning to chomp him but good when it gets him near enough. Um... So I guess, John, as a hunter over the years, would I have come across anything like this? Would I have any sense of what its weaknesses might be? Roll me a d6. Okay, this is not a... Clearly not a natural creature. You you know most natural creatures that inhabit caves. This is obviously some sort of magical aberration or something of the like. So whilst you don't know specifically how to defeat it, you expect that like the thing that can normally harm like a magical creature is something magical. Okay. But you don't really know any more details. Okay. And if I'm looking up at the roof above it, is mm-hmm. there any stalactites? There are indeed. Lights? Stalactites, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So what I want to do then <clears throat> is call out to Leo. That okay, that, that that will obviously reveal to the creature where you are. Can I whisper? Uh, you, you, you could you could whisper, but there's like a very small percentage chance that Leopold will hear you because obviously Weimar's like, and Brother Lomas is like, and this thing's like. Uh. Pass me a note. Pass me a note. <laughs> so, so basically, he'll have to. Hey, I'd, Brenner, I'd say he, he'd have to roll a d6, and if you got like, if you're whispering, and if you got a one or a two, he'd hear you. Okay. Because there's a lot of noise going on. Okay. So, can I try and attract his attention visually without making any noise? Yeah. How, how might you attract his attention visually? Are you pretty? <clears throat> um, well, so show, shows a bit of leg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so as he's been dragged around a rock, I guess what I want to kind of do is just. I guess kind of subtly wave them, or relatively subtly wave them. Um, uh, okay, now uh, again, I'm I'm going to ask for the same role because obviously he's like being dragged towards his like imminent death. Yeah. So I'm he's being dragged to my doom. <laughs> um, Leopold, roll me a d6. Oh, nice. Oh, there we go. Okay, so against all the odds, as you're like, like being dragged through the this bone pile and these rocks. You look up and you basically see Malcolm like <laughs> you've got his attention against all the odds. I feel so much better about that. So I'm gonna point towards these static mites and tights, tights, yeah, and make a hammer throwing gesture. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> indeed, um, and so he does. Yeah, and that'll be my goal. Okay, so we move on to Weimar. Are you just maintaining your hold? Okay. 
So we'll move on to Brother Limas. Obviously, you're sort of still holding on to your your staff. I'm going to say by now you've managed to sort of like grab hold of the grappling hook, sort of inching your way along. Is um, there anything else you want to do apart from maintain your hold? Well, the problem is, yeah, he's he's feeling the the strain of this. He's probably not going to get any any less unless someone does something. Um, and I, and he feels that he's probably making it harder for Weimar. So I'm going to let go of my staff and let it drag me round. And I'm going to spend my turn trying to find that slumber grass that I've got. Okay. So that's not a problem. get me close enough in a turn or two to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, because obviously it was dragging, I'm going to move you the 10 feet. However, at the start, basically, you're just like rifling through your bags as you've let go of the staff and you've like, and it's dragged yep. you along. By the start of your next turn, you've like got your hands on the slumber grass. Okay. Yeah. That's the old snore snag, yeah? That's it. That's yeah. What the yeah, dwarves yeah. call it. Okay. Leopold. It's confusing me changing up all the names like that. Oh, well, that's these newfangled, like modern oh, human ways, man. You know what I mean? Jeez. So, um,. So this Malcolm Hart fella, do I reckon he knows what he's on about, or...? That's entirely down to you to decide. I'm not going to tell you that. He's not you, a dwarf, so... You've, you've been adventuring I mean, with he's him. he's not a dwarf. He's, yes. he's not a dwarf, but he is a hunter. He knows the he's wilds. A hunter, yeah. But it's down what to is, you to make that decision. What does he know about the subterranean environs? You know? Try waving at him and asking him. <laughs> Pass him a note. Send a text. That's it. <laughs> that throws a dagger at the rock with a little note wrap around it. See what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to go with his plan, and okay. then if I die, um, I can blame him. I say you, you can sit grumbling about it in the halls of the That's ancestors. It, yeah, <laughs> my ancestors can enter, make a solid entry in the Book of Grudges. Indeed, a weighty tome, indeed. Yeah. Okay, so you're throwing your yeah. your misery's end at oh, the, yeah. the stalactite. So make an yeah. attack roll. Okay. Uh, missile. Ooh. Okay. You Ooh. throw your hammer, it spins around in an arc hits a humongous stalactite, snapping it off in a wanna before like spinning back to your hand and you grab it. You see this stalactite plunge down directly towards the roper. It strikes it and explodes in a shower of stone chips and dust. But when the thick cloud of dust clears, it appears to have done no damage to the roper. Or execution as far as I'm concerned. Shoe harp. And speaking of the roper, so again, I'm going to roll three d20 for it for like the three tentacles it's still got. First one for Leopold, second one for Weimar, next one for Brother Lomas. So let's see how we do. We just get a total, so we don't know what what you've rolled. Yeah, <laughs> we just get. Yeah, I, I I can I can click on the thirty eight, and it gives me like a breakdown. Yeah, the, the first one was like seventy seven. I was like, oh, oh boy. Okay, so the one that was against Leopold has missed, um, and the the other two have hit. So Weimar and Brother Lomas, you now have two tentacles wrapped around you. 
so your strength test is going to be a little bit more challenging why marks you've now got two of these things like pulling you however brother lomas and leopold you are both dragged towards the waiting maw of this creature since you are sort of wrapped up in it and what i'm going to do because it has a bite attack i'm going to roll randomly i'm going to roll a d6 if it's a one to three it's Leopold. If it's a four to six, it's Brother Lomas. Ooh. Okay, it's Brother Lomas. Okay. You take 12 hit points of damage as you're dragged towards this thing, towards its waiting more, and you feel these stony teeth from this like vertical slit of a mouth chomp down on your thigh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he won't take 12 damage. <laughs> <laughs> He's minus four. Okay, so I'm, I'm afraid that is you done. So... You you guys literally see this thing like drag Brother Lomas into its waiting maw, chomps down on him, and he literally like the upper half of his body just falls out of the thing's mouth, his legs disappearing inside it. Can I make any vain attempt to shove this slumber grass into it? Do you, do you know what? Why not? Make me maybe an attack a, roll. As a last gesture. And we'll see what we do. Obviously, just roll a d20? Or? Yeah, just roll a d20. Man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay, yep. So you have hit it. I'm going to have a look at the Slumbergrass rules. I can't really remember it. When thrown in the face of an enemy, thing, yeah. target must save versus paralysis or take a minus two penalty to all rolls. Okay, so let me roll it. Uh, save. Bloody hell. <laughs> okay, what? it succeeds. So you dash the, you do, as you're in your sort of dying attempt, you dash the slumber grass like into its open moor as you're pulled inside it. However, perhaps due to its alien physiology, because it's not really like a, a carbon based life form, because it's, it's made of rock, it doesn't seem to have any effect. And the last thing you see is its sort of fang, stone like fangs closing down around you. I just managed to feed it, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or garnish, well, garnish it. That got dark real fast. Okay. Garnished its meal. Okay. So it seems to have skipped out Leopold for some reason. But, um, Leopold, what would you like to do? Oh, no, because that was the Roper's turn. My apologies, I'm getting a bit mixed up. So that's all the, the, the emotion at the moment. That's it. That's <laughs> uh, what it so, is. He's overcome. So, Malcolm, you have just seen from your perch on the rock Brother Lomas get chomped in half by this thing. Okay. Okay. What I want to do, this is a terrible idea, but um, is I want to... Uh, scooch down off the rock. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, I want to take the sun sword out of Weimar's scabbard. Okay. And I want to try and use it to cut the tentacles, one of the tentacles on Weimar. Quick question, what alignment are you? 
I am neutral. Oh. <clears throat> Just give me a moment. Yeah. Oh, dear. Because we all know what happened to old um, Leopold when he, like, whooped it out. Yeah. Yeah, that could well kill you. Being says you're not a dwarf and that. Mm. He's got gloves on, though. Yeah, well, uh, you know. You need more than gloves. Gonna need more than gloves. Okay, as you lift it out and you feel this, these lawful energies sort of playing around your body, you take six hit points of damage. Okay. So how about that fight game? <laughs> uh, can I still use it? <laughs> yeah, you can still use it. You've got it now. It doesn't do any more. It's just like when you initially pick it up if you're not lawful. Okay. All right, so let me... It's the try. six points of, like, admonishments from the sword. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Like... I, I like to think even the sword's got like enough decorum to be like, now's probably not the time to tell him off. Vicious mockery. Okay. Right, that should actually be plus uh, seven damage rather than six because it's a plus one sword. Okay, that's fine. So you <clears throat> swing the sun sword down it, briefly bursting into flames as it hits the one of the tentacles, the two tentacles around Weimar, and severs it. The, the sort of end of the tentacle that's like spraying Icar out of it, it's like... <laughs> and like f sort of zooms back around the rock as it's quickly withdrawn. The, the severed bit just like flops uselessly and falls off to the ground. However, there's still a tentacle around... Okay. Oh, so can I also call out to Leo now to cut the tentacle? <clears throat> yeah. Since I've yeah, it, yeah you revealed yourself, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So from the other side of the rock, Leopold, you hear Malcolm shouting, cut the tentacle. But before that... Cut it with what, you human numpty? But before that, we go on to Weimar. Uh... Is Malcolm able to drop the sword for me? <laughs> to, uh, to I'll, use I'll, say, I'll say you can grab the sword because he literally just chopped off tentacle that's like on you. So he's yeah. like it's like an arm's length away from you. So he's like, give me that. Yeah. He's like, add it to me. I'm like one hand again, just bound up in the, the rope. Yep. And I'm, I'm trying to reach down, uh, slash the other one. Go for it. Thirteen. Okay, unfortunately, as you're sort of like straining and you're trying to maintain your grip, you're not able to uh, land a convincing blow on it with a sun sword. However, you do still get to make your strength check, although nap, and it's uh, just your normal, there's no penalty because one of the tentacles has been severed. Mm. Almost. It's the ah, okay. strain from trying to use a sword. <laughs> so the you're being dragged with such force that you hear like the <laughs> of the grappling hook as it's pulled free from its moorings, and you are dragged ten feet around the rock in the same direction as Brother Lomas. That's the rock. Sorry, that's you. Yeah, it's because I'm zoomed out. Let me 
put, put you back somewhere roughly where you were. There we go. And let's move one more to there. There we go. Okay. So it's on to Leopold. What are you doing? So Mr. I'm Stash? gonna I'm gonna wail on this thing. I'm gonna wail on it with my hammer. Okay, yeah, you've got your hammer in your hand, you threw it pretty It's hammer time. And um It's just one tentacle on me, John, yeah? That's correct, for the moment. Yeah. I'm tempted to like muller the hammer at the thing, but probably Get well, obviously, if the thing's dead, that solves the tentacle dilemma. Yeah. But, obviously, you're, like, literally right next to its mouth. Yeah. You're, the only, you're the only target now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for this tentacle and see if I can get it to let go of me by bashing yes. it. Obviously, if you can sever this tentacle, you could then take your move action to, like, move so you're not directly next to it. Yeah. Okay, make your attack roll. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, you bring your hammer down and you smash this tendril around you into a paste. You are now free. At least. Ooh. <coughs> I'm going to GTFO. Go for it. It's not like this How thing far? can run after you. How far can I go out away from this damn thing? It's just like mulched my um, companion. You, you can move up to your normal movement, which is, I believe, um, 30 feet. Yeah, we at least these are, are five. five feet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. I need to regroup. Dish. I'm going to go about here. Oh, I'll back up Malcolm. I'll, I'll give him some tactical advice from behind. I like to think your tactical advice is like. Watch out for the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, like, thanks, Leopold. Ah! Leopold comes running out. My God, mother of God, what the hell is... Well, yeah, I know what it is. Not what the hell is it. It's a roper. The ancestors speak of these creatures. We'd do well to retire from this place. Okay. So, next round, it is the roper, which is going to pull Weimar Another ten feet. Is anybody else thinking about like George and Mildred from the uh, BBC television series of the late seventies? George and Mildred, I, I can't Ropers. Say I was, but oh, um, you're, you're a bit too young for it, John. So um, I'll flatter will get you everywhere. Okay, so we have two tentacles on, sort of like coming at Leopold and Malcolm. So. I'm going to roll 4d20, first two for Leopold, second two for Malcolm. And I'll just check those numbers. Okay, so a tentacle has wrapped around you, Leopold. Just as, you, just as you've fought off one, another one slivers ah. up and grabs around your waist. What's your AC, Malcolm? Uh, 16. Oh, you have just avoided one. One <clears> comes straight towards you, going to wrap around your leg, and you sort of jump out of the way at the last moment. Okay, so I want to make its bite attack for 
Why not? Okay, it hits, you take 20 points of damage. Still good. <laughs> okay, so so basically why am I like half of his body is like in this thing's mouth <clears throat> and you can see like blood sort of spraying everywhere. He's still alive. You can hear him obviously like screaming in pain, but it, it looks like he's about to go the same way as uh, the unfortunate uh, Brother Lomas. Okay, Malcolm, what are you doing? I am running away. <clears throat> um, as much as it pains me to leave uh, Weimar behind, I don't really want to join him. Uh, so 10, 15, 20, 25. Over here somewhere. <clears throat> Okay, so Malcolm's running away. So, Weimar, what are you doing? You've obviously still got Sun Sword in hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could cut the tentacle, you could potentially like also run away. Yeah. Uh, first thing is, as it's chomping on me, uh, to the sword. Uh, not just because I'm I'm busy screaming, but with, with, the, with the old brain. Mm -hmm. um, if there's anything you can do to uh, tell this thing to let me go, now would be the time, <laughs> because you will be stuck here in the in the cave for the next hundred years. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I, I like your style. So, as you're doing that, you literally hear from your own mouth a voice ring out. It's like. Unhand him, you rocky bastard! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And can you please roll me a d12? Oh. That's a six. Okay, you regain six hit points. Wonderful. Now I just needed to roll all ones. <laughs> so, as the as the sword through you, it's like unhand him, you rocky bass. You feel like the the anger of the sword and like the strength of its purpose flow into you. You, but you know that like this isn't like a permanent thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've basically got like a, a shot of adrenaline that's like briefly sort of restored you. So, riddle me this, John. It's it's got me by the foot. Yep. Um, while it's doing its best to get at my innards. Yep. Do I think I could chop my foot off with the sun sword? Well, because of obviously, my low HP? You, you, you being inside it is just like flavor. So yeah, if you yeah. want, you could just chop the tentacle around your foot and then like hot foot it. Yeah, I was. I was the the thing. I mean, I'm, if you I'm really want, to... you can hack your foot yeah. off. I mean, that... yeah. The thing I'm getting at is like, can I get away by just like halfway through the shin, just yeah. and then like get away 
without a roll because I know that I, I will roll if I want to hit the, the tentacle itself. I, 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 I will say you can do that, and whilst the adrenaline given to you by the sword will allow you to run away, like after combat, yeah. you are you are going to yeah. need some like healing book quick. Yep. yep. And like you, you're not sure, but you don't. You're pretty sure your only healers are like lying dead on the ground yep. next to you. Yep. It's um. So it's it's a shit show. So what, what I'm going to say is, if you, want, if you want to do that, you can do it without a roll. <laughs> that is fine, and yep. you can you can do your full move because you're like running on the stump because of the adrenaline, yeah. ignoring the pain. Yeah. But after the combat finishes, it will drop you to zero HP. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. No, we're, we're just yeah. So I've, Le- I've Leopold, seen it done. as you're sort of peeking around the rock, you suddenly see one <laughs> like pull the sword out, and he just hacks his own foot off. That's uh, oh. Is it going to cauterize the wound because of the... Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's flaming. So, there's there's even, like... There's like a it, sizzle. It goes, it goes beyond his ability to produce the sound as he's burning, amputating his foot. The, it goes there's up there's the a pitch, sizzle and, and there's, like, there's like a rich smell, almost like pork that like wafts through the, uh, the cabin. Yep. So, yeah, so, you, you've savaged your foot to um, make your move. That's not, a, not a phrase I thought I'd be saying when I started saying <laughs> yeah, this Friday night. Um, so one, two, three, four, uh, five, and six. So I'm, I'm just—it's <laughs> fucking weird looking, Leopold, as I come uh, <laughs> with with one actual foot and the other is just a, like a bleeding bone spike. <laughs> He's like leaving like a trail of blood behind him as he's yeah, running. So, like it's just completely uh, out of his mind, really. Just belting it down. Although uh, you do notice, you do notice as you're running with this flaming sword and like leaving this trail of blood behind you. Some of the the remaining tentacles, obviously, it's still got like four tentacles. Some of them are actually sort of almost like lapping up the blood. Ooh. They've sort of stopped and they're like slithering around in the blood when you can hear that. Yeah, because they're like, oh, this is food. Uh, yeah, it's just like you've just like spread like a free like amount of food on the ground for them. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so good. It's over to Leopold. Uh, so Leopold, he, he still comes out. He's, you. You know, he's, he's like, what the blazers? And he, he rushes over to... Um, Weimar. You won't like. Yeah, you won't really be able to rush over to him because you've got tentacles around you. Uh, oh, they got me, are they? You've got you've got one round you. You had two on you. You've you've smashed one. You've still got another one on you. Dang. Okay. Scratch that from the record. However, will... you are right next to him, so if you just wanted to like reach over or shout to him, you could do that. No, no, no. Wait about him. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's notes. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not, not, not engaging in any of that tomfoolery. I'm going to smash this tentacle with my hammer. Make your attack roll. Boom. Oh, two, two, wind. Oh, out of my face. Okay, so you mash at the tentacle with the hammer misery's end. However, it unfortunately doesn't spell an end to your misery, and it doesn't manage to do any damage to it. I should have used my inspiration. <laughs> So, on to the next round. So, Leopold, you are dragged 10 feet back ah. towards this thing. Dang. 
However, oh, luckily for Malcolm and Wymore, the other tentacles are distracted, like lapping up the blood trail that Wymore's left, so they're not actually like coming for you because you're technically both still in range. Because I think it's got like a long old range, but luckily Wymore's effectively just spread like an easy like buffet out for <laughs> it. So it's like I could I could fight them and like risk being attacked, or I could just like eat this that's here. Okay. So that's the Roper done. So we're going to go on to Mr. Harp. Okay. Uh, As so you sort I'm... of glance back over your shoulder, you see Weimar like running, like missing a foot to like a bloody stump. Just sort of like his face is pale, all the blood's drained out of it. He's holding the flaming sword. He's like wobbling and staggering as he's as he's basically charging in your direction. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to go back and get him. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then I want to help them basically the two of us walk together for as far as we can to get out of the range. Okay, so what I'm going to say is move half your move now, like half your base move, to where you want to end up, and then okay. once uh, once Malcolm's finished moving, why am I, you can just put yourself next to him. Because he's okay. literally running, sort of put, put a hand under like your arm and like dragged you along. Okay, so that would put me a bit there, I think. <clears throat> yeah, so move yourself over, why not? Yeah, so you're like you're literally like dragging him, like trailing blood behind him through this cave. Okay, Weimar, is there anything else you want to do? Obviously, your sort of move's been pretty much done. You've been sort of dragged along. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I, I think I'm on borrowed time right now. So <laughs> basically, what I'm doing is I'm just like mumbling uh, with a with a very hoarse voice because I've belted out some go, noise. Go, go on a healing, governor. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, I, th I think it's got Leopold. I think it's got Leopold. <laughs> As I'm just sort of like, oh boy, adrenaline. It's going to go away real soon, and then I'm going to not be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see that like, with every moment that's passing, like, Weimar is getting like paler, because obviously, like, yep. blood's just so, like gushing. Well, not gushing out of his leg, but he's got like wounds all over him. Yep. He's he's obviously going into shock from having like cut his own foot off. So what I'm what I want to do as as uh, I'm being dragged off is uh, just like get my cloak, just wrap the sword in it because I don't exactly understand how it works, but I I know that it's probably not good for anyone else. I don't know, and I'm I'm trying to push it on to Malcolm. Just like take this, <laughs> maybe help Leopold, maybe take it away. I don't know. But I can't carry it much further, so you need you need to do that. Okay. Right. <clears throat> so speaking of Leopold, we move on to Mr. Stavish. Being dragged yes. towards the weight yes, of the rope. While on the tentacle, while on the tentacle. Go for it. With misery's end. Uh. Come on, man. Praise oh. Gale. Yeah. <laughs> What's your final attack score? Uh, I don't know. The thing there in the the roll thing is sixteen. Oh, that's definitely it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you smash your hammer down and pulp this tentacle. You are free to move, Leopold. Right. I am. And it's only got two tentacles left. Bomb. 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 Bomb.
Okay, so you start sprinting further into the cave. Okay, next round. Okay, Leopold, two tentacles are coming at you. Fucking hell, how far? <laughs> it's, 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 it's literally like got the range of the cave it's in. No. I mean, te technically, Malcolm and like Weimar are still just in range. Fucking hell. Luckily for you, with a an unexpected bout of athleticism <laughs> born yeah, by <laughs> born by your sort of panic and your sort of adrenaline as these two tentacles whip out towards you you jump over one and then duck down as another one goes over your head and you're running <laughs> in sport uh insert running shoe advert of your choice at this point indeed so next round mr harp uh so i want to bring weimar up to... Yeah, you can do half your move again, and then why might you can just move yourself up level with him? Uh, one, two, up to about here. Okay, not a problem. So you're dragged into the shelter of some rocks. Why might? Is there anything you want to do? Apart from like you push uh, the sword onto like yeah. Malcolm, take yeah, it. Yeah, basically, it. I want to make sure that Malcolm takes the sword, and then I'm just sort of slowly babbling, expiring, <laughs> just sort of falling into uh, a shock uh, as I'm dying. <laughs> you you see a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, you walk into the light. So, do you take the sword, Malcolm? Uh, yes. Towards, it's all wrapped up. Okay, yeah, you take it. Don't take any more damage from it. You've got okay. the sun sword. Okay, so we're going to move on to Leopold. Right, I'm looking at an exit strategy. It looks like there's a little bit of a side passage there to my left, I can yeah, see. Yeah, that's correct, yep. There's a, there's a little dip just as you go through, but it's it's like a couple of feet. Alright. Um I'm gonna head on down there, I think. Go for it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Okay. Six. So this is the Roper's probably last chance to really do anything. So as as you're dragging Weimar away, one of the tentacles that was whipping after Leopold comes towards the two of you. However, it gets to about here, where I'm pinging, and that's like as far as it can go, and it's just sort of like trying to get at you, but you're just beyond its reach. Okay. And then the, the second one zooms out towards you, Leopold, but it right. stops here. <laughs> you are also just beyond its reach. Okay, at which point, Weimar, can you lower yourself to zero hit points? As, like, the immediate danger passed. Weimar just, like, slumps in your arms. Malcolm becoming, no pun intended, a dead weight. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, okay, so... On the assumption then that we're outside of the range of this thing, I want to kind of lie Weimar down and try and stop the bleeding if I can at all. 
yep, there's not really a lot of bleeding because he cauterized the wound. He's just basically like the adrenaline that the, the sword gave him has worn off and he's in shock. He's just cut his own foot off with a giant flaming sword. Of course he is. Okay. Um, he's, blatantly, time. he's blatantly not long for this world unless he gets some help. Okay. And do we have any healing herbs? So, um, Leopold is is no fool. He's is it's not silly. Uh, can he can he assess the situation there, John? Is there anything that Bleak. he can do to assist? He's um oh he's a he's a fairly shrewd guy. What you you know from looking at him, like he's basically like knocking on death's door. He needs some sort of healing. He's he's gone too far to just like recover naturally because he's on zero hit points. Like literally, the sword has been the only thing like keeping him going for like the last couple of rounds. Well, give him the sword back. Oh. <laughs> um, give him that we... sword. Malcolm, what are you doing hanging on to that? So give him the sword, man. Lay it uh, on him. We did have that spirit, Tammy. That was the... Uh, the herb that we found at heels. Um, Malcolm, I feel like you're not listening to me. Give me that fucking... Give me that sword. Oh, you want, you want to pick up the sword, do you, Leopold? It's all wrapped up in a sack. Yeah, I know it is, I know. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm going to wrestle it off on Malcolm. You, you, Just you give do, him the you sword. Do, you do have one dose of that spirit, Amy. Eh? Yeah, to give so him that. I want to give, definitely want to give him that. So Okay, mm. roll a D3. Okay. And obviously that remove that from your list. Oh, three. Well, technically, technically it'll be two because it's one to two is one. Oh, sorry, yeah, roll the one D3. Oh, right, that, that's fine then. Okay, yeah. in which case, that's how many hit points you get back. One more. So you wake up still in a great <laughs> deal of pain, like gulping for breath, as basically like Malcolm's like thumbing this like fragrant herb into your mouth and like working your jaw to get you to swallow it. And like you, you feel like you're very shaky, like a strong wind could finish you off, but at the moment you're not in any immediate danger of death. But obviously, like like I say, like a, a rock sort of falling like a couple of feet away from you, like that shocked you could probably finish you off at the minute. Yeah, are, are we in? You the feel like a first guys? level thief. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, okay. But so the, the, the combat encounters effectively ended as long as you don't go within range of the roper. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I'd like to suggest that we get Weimar out of here. We get our ponies and we head back to uh, New Zealand for some rest and recuperation yes indeed you'll get no argument out of me that's about the best idea you've ever had harp (laughs) and that ain't saying much so as you guys are doing that you can hear footsteps getting closer to you and round the corner comes Gordon Sinclair, who's obviously like heard the commotion and all the screaming. He, he takes one look at uh, Weimar <laughs> and basically he's like... In, he's in a Sinclair C5. That's it, man. 
<laughs> he basically throws Weimar's like arm over his shoulder, so so Gordon will like handle sort of like moving Weimar, like freeing okay. the rest of you up. Good, good man. Okay. And how far are we from the exit? Do we know? There was an exit nearby, was there? That's correct. The one. That yeah, just to the south, isn't it? So. You are about well. Gordon's about sixty feet from it. Okay. Okay. So but obviously, you're not in combat round, so you can just like move to the exit. If you so yeah. did like. So I, think, I suggest we just do that. Let's just. Did Bavalomus have any family or anything? <clears throat> Has he got like a next of kin? Do we have to bro, know? Bro, bro, I think we were Lomas, have have you got any next of kin in in New Zealand? And would you have? Would you have told your fellow adventurers about them? Oh, I can't talk. I'm dead now. <laughs> well, that's right. Think, think, think of this as like a sort of voiceover. No, like a retrospective. Well, well, like well Leopold. Yeah, Leopold's like, I remember I remember. Uh, Brother Lomas told me. And then we get Brother Lomas' yeah. voiceover. We flashback to the campfire scene. No, I mean, it, I believe that he'd have, he'd have moved away from his family to sort of go the, the solo life, more of a friar. Of an RPG player. Yeah, and... Uh, lead out into the because i mean that that little hamlet or whatever you you call it there's there's hardly anyone there yeah. um, what new zealand wise. yeah 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 there's um, hardly anyone there so he's he's basically doing a bit of a pilgrimage you know spreading the word of leander and that's where he's he's ended up okay so as you think back to it leopold and i'm just moving your counter to the the exit along with everyone else you you remember sort of talking about like family and you remember uh brother lomas saying that he, he did have a bit of family back in Rowaline, but he sort of like left all of his family behind when he took up the life of a friar and dedicated himself to leander i ain't got too much respect for that so, says the man is always banging on about his ancestors exactly i mean that's like lame isn't it that's a bit lame so ah, yeah each to their own each to their own live and let live but if it had, had some strong, stronger family ties, maybe he would have found the the spirit to have held on there and resisted the roper. Maybe it's guy, des- the it's destiny. <laughs> it's like destiny that's you know destiny. You know, if you'd have, if you'd have had some ancestors to back him up. Kick a fry when would... he's down. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. But dwarves are not big on sympathy, are they? No, 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 no. I mean? He's no. not even—he's not even cold yet, Leopold. It's like I told you so. I told you so. If you'd—if you'd have respected your ancestors, they'd have like backed you up, pulled you away from that roper. Instead, you've turned your back on your family, your roper food. I know I shouldn't have put that comment on that YouTube video. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, oh, shots fired. Okay, so you guys head out of the cave mouth by which you entered, and you're in the Grey Heights. Obviously, Wymaster not looking too clever, you've lost the friar. And so that we can get um, our head back into it quickly, we're going to have our scheduled sort of break here. I'm just going to nip off. Obviously, like we'll have a 10 minute break, guys. I'm going to quickly nip off, use the conveniences. Come back, have a quick chat to 
Darren so we can bounce his character in. We'll have a little bit of a chat about how we can get him in as quickly as possible, and then we'll press on if that's okay with everybody. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll be back in a couple of moments. Yep, same as that. Sorry about it. Sorry, right, mate. No worries. So I've just made a a sort of blank character called Darren's new character. Yep. Uh, well, I did. I did work out most of it earlier. So okay. I've got Brock. B R O C K. Brock. Um, Montani. That's fine. I mean, you should be able to edit the um, the character. Oh right, sorry. Stuff okay. in. Uh, where are we? Uh... So if you go on the right hand side, if you see like the icon yep. that looks so, like yep, the yep, people, yep. there's a folder called Player Party. In that, there's a folder called Active, and there's a character in there called Darren's new character. Okay. If you just click on, it should bring up the sheet, and you should be able to edit it. Yep. Nice. I like the name. Strong. I just thought that was the most appropriate barbarian. I like it. I did like, I'll be honest, I did like the look of a merchant, but I just didn't see it working really. Yeah. Just all its skills are not really appropriate for out in yeah. the wilderness and. That's like, fair. But I thought it was uh, quite interesting. Anyway. Uh, his wisdom is his bad stat because he's. He don't like magic, so I thought that seemed quite appropriate. Yeah. He uh, got really good stats. Yeah, also I remember seeing you when you posted him. That's pretty tasty. Bloody, I was bloody surprised. When I looked at the brother Lomas, I thought, flipping it, they're rubbish, really. Um, well, what else can I do here? Um, so what's your um, what's your hit point total? Uh, I haven't rolled it yet because I okay. thought that's one. I didn't know if you did maximum at first level or not. And well, you won't. You won't be starting at first level. What's the level of your previous character? Uh, Brother Lomas was level four. So you were starting at level three. Um, so shall I just roll three d eight or? Um, your first one will be max, and then you so can just roll two. Roll, yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, uh, and he's got plus one for con, so it'd have been on. Nine, 
plus 20. So, I f let me just have a look at your. Or is it? It's not class specific, is it? Start adding, while you're sort of looking at that, I'm going to start adding some of your abilities on. Can I do the infantry while you're doing that? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I won't mess it up. Um, I'll try and do the infantry. So, thinking about Darren? Um, I had to look at it earlier. I'm going to have a Barbarian. Oh, nice. Um, I thought I'd go away from the squishy, sort of more magic -y and go for a bit more physical. That Friar is particularly squishy with 1d4, right? Oh, yeah, but I mean, I like, I like to mix it up as much as possible. Yeah. So, uh, AAC, John. Um, that, that's Ascending Armor class, which is what we're using. Oh, so I want it in that box. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a few sort of sort of thievy skills, which is a bit unusual, a bit different. Mm -hmm. 
less than or equal to Made, like I say, I sort of made up a character earlier because I didn't, I didn't like his chances. I had a bit of a bad <laughs> feeling. <laughs> yeah, there's not much you can do when you don't have magical weapons and you're fighting a big creature like that. That can only be harmed by magic. I don't think it's just magic, is it? I think it's just got way high. Uh -huh. um, armor class, isn't it? Or is it just the tentacles you can hit, but you can't hit the actual? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm actually not sure. It just, <clears throat> I guess it depends on which version. But I think a lot of them are invulnerable oh, okay. to non-magical weapons. I was thinking, John, is um, I didn't know if it would make sense if this guy came from that band of sort of bandits and he liked the sound of what the guys were up to and what they were doing and he was a bit disillusioned with the whole just getting after this guy at the, the fort or the yeah. keep and he sort of decided to sort of tag behind and try and catch him up. I was just thinking, sorry, because Weimar was going to want like some sort of a wooden peg leg pirating as well, mm. that it might be useful to fast forward two weeks and to meet the new character in New Zealand. If that's what people want to do, I'm quite happy yeah. to do that. You, yeah, did, yeah. you did offer the bandits uh, effectively a uh, a place if they wanted it yeah. at New Zealand. So. Makes sense, yeah. That's quite a good idea. And then that would mean that you wouldn't necessarily have to be a bandit either. You could come from any kind of background. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what I suggest we do is we'll um, we'll do a little scene, like I say, two weeks, two weeks on. You guys sort of back at New Zealand. 
which obviously has the benefit of you will be on full hit points. Uh, why more? Because you'll have recovered. Oh, and you have a wooden leg. It's canon now. Yeah, there will be a slight movement penalty, but I'll work that out later on. It's not a problem. Mm. It's it's something that uh, he's familiar with from you know war. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So you can't be too familiar with it. You've only got two legs. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. You can sort of have exposure it to it, but. Okay, so we're going to rejoin our heroes two weeks later. They've got back to New Zealand and they've managed to, at a fairly small cost, they managed to procure Wymar a wooden leg for where he hacked off his foot. Obviously, as I say, there'll be a slight penalty to your movement, but I'll work that out afterwards. It's not really sort of apropos now. Now let's just, I suggest we have like, we have a break from like the, the sort of heavy in character stuff. Um, and we talk about how we're going to introduce Darren's new character. So Darren, if you want to tell the um, the rest of the sort of like the group what you're envisioning there's a vibe for your new character. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's open for discussion, obviously, but um, with the meeting of the, they weren't bandits, were they? But the group in the, the forest um, I just wondered if it could have been one of those sort of like the sound of what the group were up to didn't think there was enough being done um, with this sort of vendetta against the guy in the, the keep and sort of decided to make his way to New Zealand and, and see if he could join the group in you know, making a name for himself and getting the job done and with all the the, the talk of all these things under the ice and sort of doom and gloom he thinks it'd be better to be in a group that's getting a job done and, and making a more positive attempt uh, to try and deal with the, the situation then okay so so let's let's just play out like a little ad hoc scene obviously we all know that the sort of aim of this is to get darren's new character into the group so we can sort of crack on and he's a part of the group but so you guys are you guys are sort of sat around in the village of New Zealand. It's taken with the help of the herbalists in the village. It's taken you most of the couple of weeks to recover to a point where you're sort of you're still a bit wobbly, why more? You're still a bit sort of sickly feeling. I mean, you've got all your hit points back, but wobbly, why more? <laughs> indeed. Obviously, Leopold's been as sympathetic as ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, before we bring um, the new character in, Brock Montaigne, we have to call him Peggy. <laughs> do, do you got? What do you guys tell the villagers about um, 
Brother Lomas. Because obviously, like when you get back, first get back, sort of dragging like the sort of pale, one-footed Weimar with you, and no Brother Lomas. Obviously, he he was like the, the head priest of the, the village before he went out to join you guys. So there's plenty of people like crowding around you, like obviously wanting to know what happened. Uh, a couple of the older, sort of like the women who were like the herbalists and whatever, sort of usher you to get Weimar into one of the, the buildings and they start applying herbs and bandaging his wound up properly and stuff like that. And as that, that's sort of going on, people are asking you, they're like, oh, where, where, where's Brother Lomas? And we, we thought he'd be coming back and giving uh, giving sermons at the church. What, 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 what happened? I mean, did we get a story straight about this? Did we... Uh, did we... Well, you, you feel you've had, like, time to travel back, so you guys yeah. kind of discussed I mean, this on the way right. back. Yeah. So, what's, what's the party line? I mean, Weimar <laughs> is, you know, he's a straight down the line sort of good guy. But... Um, I think it was just we were attacked by creatures and they slew him and he got buried where he fell it's kind of like you know kind of makes us look a bit bad you know malcolm so is is that what you're telling people you know you were attacked by beasts oh oh, 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 let's not be rushing into telling people that sort of stuff you know that's not exactly accurate you know. Well, like I say, th- have this discussion now. This is oh, your yeah, discussion. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, what do you want to tell them, Leo? Well, you know, <clears throat> uh, he's a priest. He's a priest. Yeah. Uh, he he could have. I love it like like Leopold saying, Oh, he's a priest, like you're gonna walk back and think be like, what happened to Brother Lomas? And he should be like, He's a priest, that is all. So like, <laughs> nah, you know, the gods move in mysterious ways. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not for us to question the ways of the the gods. Um he, he, <laughs> It's a, it's a wild place full of wild It's a wild animals. place, sure <clears throat> enough. So it wouldn't uh, be. Yeah, I just wonder what why, but you know, I, I just wonder what Weimar makes of this because he's a bit more like. I think Weimar has bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> if he says anything like that, I'll just like sweep his leg out. <laughs> What's that? If he's taken oh, off oh, anymore, he'd be the same height as Leo. Yeah, I feel like um, uh, I, I I don't want it getting out, you know. So as we're walking back, Leopold would be saying, "Look, listen, look, you got to keep morale up. You got to be sensible. We can't go out as representatives of of New Zealand and and admit that we lost one of our number. You know that's." That is not, that is not good for morale. People are looking at us, you know. They're looking at us. We, we, we. The best thing would be just to say that he met with his maker in his own way. You know, it's a priest. The gods move in mysterious ways. <coughs> say no Leander more. Leander called him back. Leander called him back I, I, into I lo- the fold. I love the fact, to me, it sounds like Leopold's idea is basically just to go, the gods move in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. 
Okay. Except it's that waist high, so it's more up like this. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so as these people are like surrounding you, they're like, oh, what happened to Brother Lone Master? We thought he'd be coming back to give sermons. Uh, obviously, why am I? You, you can still talk at this time, but uh, you, you're conscious you've got hit points. What are you guys telling them? As all these people, like, bet you've drawn a big crowd. Obviously, you, the state of Weimar as you've dragged them in, like the villagers are like crowding around you, all like, asking questions. I like, want to know what happened. Well, it's a wild, it's a wild place out there. You do well to stay close, stay within the stockade. Uh, Brother Lomas has journeyed on, he's journeyed on to, 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 to find his, to find his gods. <clears throat> but he's fine. There's um, there's a lot of sort of uh, there's a lot of sad looks and people like lowering their heads, no, and no, no, like no, taking no. their hats off and. No, no, don't be sad. Don't be sad. Put your hat back on there, bro. Put your hat back on there. There's no need for hat removal because um, Brother Lomas is, um, you know, he's 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 pushing on. He's pushing on into the unexplored regions. As you're saying you know, we... this, Leopold, you feel like a gentle tugging at uh, your, your sort of your trouser leg, basically. And you look down, and there's a small child there looking up at you, oh, no, wide-eyed, like not. tears in the corner of of her eyes. And she says, in a in a quailing little voice, on the verge of tears, "Does does that mean Brother Lomas isn't going to be giving any of the the, 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 the sacred day services anymore?" She's not like one of them little half dwarf kids, is she, John? No, it's just a, just a normal small child. You're supposed it's to like say, s- yes, smaller yes. than you because, like. It's a small child. Uh, okay. Um, well, you know, you know, he's, you know, he's, um, it's a, it's a long way away. You can't get back here. You can't get back here as, as quick as all that. But we'll, we'll, we'll find you another, um, we'll find you another, uh, you know, preacher man, another priest of, Whatever gods it is you worship round these parts, don't easy come easy go. What, what one of one of the the sort of adult villages sort of like take, takes hold of the child who looks quite distraught and sort of leads her away, giving like a sort of slightly caustic sort of backward glance to her. Uh, I listen to, kid, to Leopold. Like, don't life. worry about it's it, a kid. It's a hard life. life. We'll get you another preacher. <laughs> and he's not doing anything. Good. And as the child's led away, you hear this like uh, this like crying child to led away. Did she have like red curly hair? Yeah, why not? Red dressing. And this crying child's led away, this sort of wailing, fading into the distance as their parent Ah, sort of leads them away. You can please some of the people some of the time, but you know. Ah, Poor old brother Lomas. Leopold secretly, you know, he's just like, he's secretly like putting on a brave face. So, as you sort of saying, this old um, Josiah Means was the head of the village. This this elderly gentleman, with, like grey hair, he's like, he's like, well, it's a it's a terrible loss to the the community. I mean, first off, obviously with that business with the the dead rising, we we lost our first um, priest, and then we were lucky enough to have uh, to have Brother Lomas take up those duties. I'm. I'm not sure what we'll do now. Um, we, we'd already been, 
we've been saying how empty the the, the chapel had seemed without uh, Brother Lomas around, and uh, see now he's gone. Well, I don't know what we're going to do for a um, a man of faith. Uh, I don't think there are any more of his, of his like in the uh, the village. Hmm. Well, you're a regular ray of sunshine, aren't you, me old mate? <laughs> um. Well, you know, we're on the frontier. You know, you got you got. A, you know, you got any family? You got any family? He says, "Listen, I understand what you're saying, uh, Leopold, but you've got to remember most most of the folks around here, myself included, we're not we're not adventurers like yourself. We're not just dwarves. we're just normal folk trying to to get by as best we can. And our our faith and the people who lead us in that faith and hold the services." is one of the few comforts we were able to bring with us from home and now mm. after the after the blow of losing our first uh, our first preacher now we have mm. lost a second uh, you hear someone at the back being like oh, oh losing losing two priests uh, in such a short space of time oh, it's, yeah it's I not, feel like that would tell me I feel like that would tell me something I you know I, does that tell you something I, I don't know a, a, a slight a slightly uh, sort of hysterical, not hysterical, but a, a slightly sort of fraught gentleman at the back. He's like, he's like, oh, maybe it's a sign from the gods. There you go. <laughs> maybe they've forsaken us. Yep, there you go. Sign from the gods. Ah, well, I don't know. You, you, you. I don't know what I can say to you. I'm just, I'm a dwarven engineer. I'm, I'm into a bit of mining. I like my minerals. Um, I've got some strong family ties back in the old mother country there. I, tell you the truth, this is all a little bit alien to me. You might want to talk to some of my companions. Um, but I don't know. The best I can offer you is we've got this stockade. We we've got a few allies coming in. We've got we've got the we've got a chance of you know some lucrative deals with uh, the, the folks out to the to the west there. You know. At which point someone goes. Gods and that, you know. Goes, I don't oh, mate, think we're gonna. You know, we're not gonna see eye to eye about the gods and so, stuff. Someone in this gathering crowd, one of the villagers shouts up and goes, oh, maybe, "Maybe we could uh, maybe we could send to dear son see if they've got anyone who would be willing to move over here and." Uh, uh, and I act as the cleric for the village. I mean, after all, we 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 we, we can't carry on without uh, the, the the service. I mean, it just wouldn't be right. There you go. There you go. See, that's what positive thinking. That's it. Positive thinking. Send word to dear son. Send word to dear son. See if you can rustle up a priestly sort. And while this uh, slightly odd conversation is going on. What are Malcolm and Wyma doing? Wyma, you've been sort of like you've been bandaged up and you've been sort of led out. There's a couple of villagers like helping support you. They've, they've basically they've, they've called over to like um, the the guy who's like a part time carpenter and he said that like it'll take him a couple of days to like whittle you a, a decent wooden leg, but he'll get like straight on it. And you're sort of bought out, supported by these two villagers. Obviously, you're there, Malcolm. What are you guys doing while this like weird conversations going on between like people who are like grieving the loss of their cleric and the dwarves like? Oh, That's no, it. Get, no, get, no, the, get the dwarf, get the dwarf to sort out your human issues. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, so I think I have a general distaste for humans generally. Um, and most certainly the Leander following type. Um, so my sense is that I'm kind of standing at the back looking peeved um, and kind of eager to uh, be about my business and for this whole situation to be over. And what about um, you, Juan? Probably trying to get with the, the folks that we got to act as town guard. Yeah, there, there's a few of them knocking around. It's not a problem yeah. to like, attract some attention. Yeah, so... It's like your six yeah. sort of like mercenary, like your light footman, effectively. Yeah, so well, chat with them about what's been going on and uh, uh, here and both on our travels. Well, you see old um, Cotton Nickel, you know, like his red beard and his like furs and his like armor he's wearing, and he's uh, he, he sort of like looks at you and then he quickly like in the like little guardhouse, which is building number one on the map, and he quickly like gets one of the other guards to like bring a stool over so you can like sit down yeah. and he's uh he, he takes out like a hip flask and he like holds it out to you you can see yeah. obviously he's got some scars on him as well you know he's like mm -hmm. a, a soldier he's like yeah. get that down you and then he says uh he, he takes out a um a sort of wooden pipe and he takes out like a, a leather satchel with some fragrant smelling tobacco in it and he he sort of looks at you and he says, um, "Smoke." I, I find yeah. it. I find it settles me down. Have you got a pipe? Uh no. I, I never really. He, he, he shouts to the soldier who got you the stool. He's like, he's like, get this man a pipe. He's been through the ringer, and like a beach wood <laughs> pipe is brought over to you. Uh, cotton nickel. Um, shove some of this tobacco in it like hands it over to you and he's like go on get some of that old doby down you and as you as you both light up these pipes and this sort of uh this like red brown leaf tobacco this like sumptuous aroma that is almost reminiscent of like an autumn woodland sort of fills the godhood and he's like um well obviously i can see you've been through the ringer it's been fairly quiet here we had a few um Animal attacks, um, wolves mostly. Nothing, uh, nothing too bad. We um, we quickly saw them off, mm. and um, the, the the stockade held. So uh, no, nothing dramatic to report. Um, but tell me, what what happened to you? He says, sort of gesturing at like your stump with his pipe. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate business in the uh, the wilderness, and. Uh, Got caught off guard. Did what we could. Made it back. Sometimes that's that's what happens, as I'm sure you know. He nods and says, "Yes." He says, "Still, you wouldn't be the first man I've seen with a a wooden leg in my time." And as we sort of like fade on their conversation, we now come to. The smoking of pipe weed. And I'd like to float this out to you guys. We, we don't have to do this. This is an optional rule from the sort of Dolman Wood playtest material I've got for smoking pipe weed. 
And the way this works is if you as a group are vexed by a particular problem, a player character may sit down, get out their pipe and spend an hour smoking in quiet contemplation or in debate in companions. Obviously, you're spending an hour, so there'll be like a random encounter roll. But if the hour passes undisturbed, the player may make an intelligence check. If several characters smoke and debate, the most intelligent makes the intelligence check with a plus one bonus per companion, a maximum of four. If the check succeeds, the referee gives you a hint about the problem being contemplated. Now that's an optional rule that's suggested in the Dolmenwood playtest material, so you need a pipe and some tobacco to do it. But would you guys be interested in introducing that into the game? We don't have to. I'm just throwing it out there as a suggestion. Yes. Yes. I yes. think so. <clears throat> I, okay. I like that. I like that. Can, when can we do that, John? When can we have a? When, when can we light up? Well, have you got a pipe and a uh, some tobacco? Well, I feel sure that I can shake down a few local residents and acquire the to, necessary. To, to be honest, acquiring a pipe isn't a problem. So I'll make a note to give you all a pipe. I'll let you carry it to you later. Like East India. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll give you like two sort of pinches of tobacco each. Obviously I've got like, the first two or three. I have got I've got like the yeah, they're the jack of the price. <laughs> and um uh, I've got the prices of various different types of tobacco, but um this uh this old Doby uh father serial numbers off. It's off um, with this next thing you know it'll be the old dream flower flower there, this Okay. So as all this is going on, I think this is a, a good time to introduce uh, the new character, Darren's new character, this um, barbarian. So you said you want to be part of like um, McCord's bandits who were like yeah. in the woods. Yeah, he was probably not one of the main characters. He sort of joined them That's after fine. unfortunate incidents. Now, quick, um, quick question. Are you one of the people who moved to Valconan to like, try and recolonize it? Or are you a um, local? No, I'd have said he'd been a local and due to the, the bad events that happened, you know. Okay, was, that's fine. Sort of pretty much a local since. As, as a barbarian, I would suggest you're probably like one of like the Ice Walker tribes. Because they yep. tend to be like where the sort of tribal, slightly um, more sort of live off the land style people. Yep, yep. Obviously, you don't have to go that. I'm just making no, it no, a no, suggestion. So, as an ice walker, you signed up with like McCord and her bandits for a little bit. Is there anything you would like to know about McCord's bandits? Because you would have spent time with them. Obviously, you already know that they're a group led by this woman. Remember McCord? They were outcast from the the, the nearby fort by the, the Seneschal with his villainous sorcerer's powers and they've been basically waylaying like trade carts to get supplies and they've been trying to find out a way to like oust him because he's effectively like puppeteering the Lord of the Fort. But is there anything yeah. else you'd like to know? Just um Yeah, just what is, what their sort of their motives were once that's been done. You know, what are they striving to do? Is it just survival? Well or? well that their hope is and McCord's hope is that once the the influence of the sort of like the the villainous um, seneschal is removed from the lord, that they'll be able to like return back to their original home, which is the fort, 
Um, okay. But they obviously they have been offered a place in New Zealand, so their backup plan, if that doesn't work, is to like probably move to New Zealand and like start afresh there, because they're a lot of them are getting pretty tired of this sort of bandit life in the wilderness, and yeah. you know like a couple of their operations when they've been trying to waylay people, because they're not trying to kill people, they're basically just like give us your stuff and we'll let you go. But obviously a couple of them have got a bit south, and they've ended up having to kill people and that's not really what they they're sort of signed on for but they're having to do it just to get supplies so they really do want to sort of get out of the bandit racket but they don't feel like they can do so until they've sort of settled the matter of the seneschal of the um the fort yeah so like like i say i i think he's just sort of found himself in that group in uh, just a situation uh, and decided that this is his opportunity to move out uh, and start anew because yeah, it weren't working out like you said for those various sort of reasons. Um, he's more for offending the weak and the, you know, and the ones that can't defend themselves. He's quite an honourable sort of guy. But, okay, uh, he's so still going to look out for himself. So. so obviously you know about New Zealand because you, you would have been there in the background when the the rest of the heroes sort of met up with McCord's bandit in the like woodland hideout near the fort so you know where New Zealand is so you've set off you've traveled there it's been fairly uneventful you know they're like a, you have to do a bit of hunting you're probably attacked by a few animals but like nothing you couldn't really handle so as you're heading towards the village you see this wooden bridge across the, the little river running nearby there's a couple of little wooden sort of docks with boats on them a couple of people fishing smattering of wooden villages and on the other side is this like wooden palisade sort of oriented to protect it from the like woodlands which you know are the the wolf woods for obvious reasons so how do you like approach the the village you just like bowl in what do you do um and just and just to to say i'd have left on good terms i wouldn't have like no, that's sneaked fine. off in the uh the, in the middle of the m- night McCord has made it very clear that she understands that like the path that they're on of trying to get vengeance on this yep. this um, seneschal is a very difficult one and she's said a number of times like if anyone if anyone wants to to bow out or leave she's not going to hold it against him she feels that she can't because she was the one who was like cast out by him but she's grateful for the fact that so many of like you like, and the other guys basically supported her and she's like she understands though that like this isn't a permanent way of living so yeah. It, it, you go to her like one evening and you're like oh, I don't really think I can I can keep up this lifestyle anymore and she, she basically thanks you for helping them so far basically says she hopes that they'll see you again maybe in better times and she asks you where you go and obviously say New Zealand and she's like well if things don't work out at the fortress you may see us all there at some point soon anyway yeah. but yeah, I she, hope that's the case. Basically, she, she's like the old warrior's handshake, and then she's like, "In the meantime, uh, keep keep well, Mark, keep well, Brock, keep well, and do uh, Like I said, hopefully we'll meet each other again in better times. Yep, yep. I wish and, you all the best. And yeah, a few of the others that might. Have... Yeah, there's there's a lot of back clapping and hands shaking and like well wishing, yep. and then you they they give you like provisions enough to get you to New Zealand and stuff like that. Yeah, and you you obviously they're a bit tight for stuff, but. They, they give you what they can and you head over so when you see new zealand you've arrived there you've walked there it's been quite a journey but like i say you've had to fend off a few animal attacks you had to do you had to hunt on your way to supplement your meager provisions how do you enter the the village you yeah, can see there's like a guard sort of clad in leather armor with like a, a spear who's yeah. like stood on the bridge 
if I remember correctly, did we give them some sort of, uh, I don't know if it was a note or something to to allow them to sort of get introduced? I, 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 I don't recall village? exactly, but obviously we've got everyone here. It's something you guys did. Did you guys <laughs> give like yeah, McCall's yeah, yeah, bandits? Yeah, yeah. We, we gave them a thing so that they could, uh, we wrote something out that they could present to our people on the stockade. Uh, as a an in basically okay. a, a kind of. So a, I'll make a copy uh, of that then, basically, so that. Well, McCord gives you the original. She says they're not going to be oh, moving okay. sometimes, so she's like, she's like, take this, and um, hopefully with you there. If the rest of us do need to come to New Zealand, we won't need it. But anyway, you t take this. She sends you on your way. So as you're heading across the bridge, you see there's one guard on the bridge and another one sort of walking up. Um, like I say. These like sort of human mercenaries. They're they're wearing like leather armor. They've got like round wooden shields. They're, they're carrying like hand axes. As you yeah, as you're sort of approaching the bridge, one of them's like, "Who goes there?" Um, I mean, I know that I'm quite a sort of intimidating presence. He's a Indeed. big old guy. And as as an ice walker, you would most likely have very pale skin, probably blonde or red hair, and like blue eyes. If, if that's all right with you, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a picture there, not quite, but that, that, that's fine. Like, Obviously, yeah. you can. You're only like some part person. ice walker, so we, we can use the picture you've got. I'd rather you get something that you're happy with than worry about that. Well, yeah, that's that's one. But I'll, I'll approach with sort of hands up. Obviously, I've got this large two-handed sword sort of on my back, but yeah. I'll approach with my hands up and. Um, I was, I was invited, basically, by a number of your village. Um, I guess this is before the others have got back. Or no, this this will be. I, I was going to say at this point, the rest of you who are sort of in the village, oh. you you sort of see there's a little bit of commotion on the on the bridge. There's a couple of guards out. And you can see this guy with this big like two-handed sword. He's like holding out like a bit of parchment to the guards. So. Darren, can you describe what your character looks like for the rest of the group? What do they see when they look towards the bridge, towards the commotion? Yeah, so as I described, he's a, he is a bit of a man mountain. Um, extremely strong, you know, quite quite good constitution as well. But, um, yeah, big shoulders. He, he wears chain mail, so quite heavily uh, chained, but he wears a lot of furs on top of it. So he is... He just looks even bulkier than he actually is. You know, he's puffed out by all these furs and, and armor and stuff. So it, it makes him even bigger. Um, and that's um, where his, his second name comes from. It's like Mountain, the translation. Um, so, yeah, he's got the, the long hair, um, slightly red or, or very light sort of brown mm -hmm. hair. Um Long, long beard, the small plait um, down the middle. Um, he's got, like you say, he's got the two-handed sword and a spear on his back. You know, he, he looks like a, a sort of hunter or a wild man. Okay, so as the the rest of you three look over at the bridge and these two guards like questioning this like mountain of a man, what do you guys do? Do we think we'd have recognised him from the meeting him in the village or in the Ro camp? Roll me a d6. 
They've been in the background, so. Yeah. Uh, four. He, he, he looks vaguely familiar. You you might think, oh yeah, well, wasn't he one of the guys sort of stood at the back drinking while we were talking to McCord? We didn't really speak to him a lot, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's where I know him from. Okay, so I will. Uh, this is while Weimar is getting fixed up, or it was this afterwards. This this is um, this is actually. A third week, so like another week has passed because Weimar's been getting fit, fitted up with his leg. Okay. So Weimar is like fitted up with his wooden leg now, and like the three of you were sort of stood around talking about what your next move was going to be when you heard this commotion on the bridge. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I will, uh, assuming I'm the one who notices, I'll say, wouldn't he make a fine addition to our team? Um, and when the guys look over, they'll see this kind of man mountain talking to the guards. Um, and I yeah, guess I mean, I'll... To, to be honest, Mark, I mean, in your sort of expert opinion, if he did just decide to, like, try and like, force his way over the bridge, you're not entirely sure how much use these, like, two guards would be <laughs> as he's sort of, like, towering over them. Um, so with that, I guess I'll start heading towards the bridge um, <clears throat> calling for the guards to uh, let him in. One of them looks over at you and he's like, um, "How do you how do you have the guards refer to you? I mean, do they call you like Mister Harper? Do they just call you Malcolm?" Uh, I mean, you, you're paying them, so yeah, probably just Malcolm okay, or so Harp. Probably just Harp. Harp. Okay. So <clears throat> one of them says, um, um, "I'm uh, Captain Stavish." He says, uh, <laughs> y- y- "Yes, uh, of course, Harp." He says, uh, Fellow um, says he knows you. Bought this for him, and he sort of holds out the the parchment, which obviously you recognise towards cool. you. Yeah, no, that's fine. We we met him before. Uh, we invited him to come and stay. Um, so just let him come and go as he pleases. Um, and then I'll Understood. turn to uh, Brock, and I guess um, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, um, but you are one of McCord's crew, right? Uh, I was with the group for a short time, but I was at the meeting when uh, yourself and your two, three companions, I believe, discussed the matters at the the keep. Yes, indeed. Well, my name is Malcolm Harp. Uh, this is my friend Leo. He's the short one, uh, and this is my friend Weimar, the captain of the guard. And speaking of which, what do what do the guards refer to Weimar as? Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it would just be Weimar. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. At this point in time, at least, yeah. Peggy Weimar. Yeah. So the guards the guards have let him pass. Malcolm's like brought him over to you guys. Introduced like Leo and Weimar. So what brings you to New Zealand, Brock? Um, I like what I heard at the meeting. Money. I, I, I believe. <laughs> I believe that uh, you gentlemen are, are trying to put things right, or at least do something a bit more proactive. Gentlemen. Mm? Mm, gentlemen. And short fellas, he'll look down. This will be a, a, an ongoing issue, which hopefully you'll be able to handle. I don't think there's much that you can't really but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yep. Yep. Until you folks, you know, get a few more of my brothers over here, you can entice them with something sensible, then this is going to be an ongoing discussion. You know, we've got my pointy-eared friend there. Um, it's, uh, I, I, you know, it's, a, it's not... It's not ideal, is it? We, we've we've bailed we've bailed you out for so long. We bring wisdom. We bring we bring the, the wisdom of the ancestors. Yeah, it's ignored. It's ignored. In the background, you hear one like the village women being, "Oh, I, I see Leopold's on it again." As they like, <laughs> walk, as they like walk past this conversation. <laughs> I tell you, he's, he's become I, a little I've, bit infamous for his rants in the village. You know, I've gone out that many times with the next new rising star. You know, the next new rising star that's rocked up from yonder village. Yeah, you hear someone out. in the background going, oh, "I'll be on about his ancestors now." <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, they don't last five minutes. They're not durable. They're not durable. They lack the staying power. Come on. What's up with you people? I keep telling you, you got like you got to, you got to look after your families. You got to, you got to look into where you come from. Think about your ancestors. Yes, I'm gonna go. There so, you go. I told you. So, <laughs> what, what Leopold is saying, uh, Rock, is that there's a job here for you, uh, with shit pay, and uncertain prospects, which. I presume are both bonuses for you at this point because you're here. Well, it's 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 still better than what was happening up at that keep. Yeah. So what was happening up at that keep? That's what I want to know. They're, tr they're trying to get rid of that uh, the mysterious guy that's got the ear of of, ah. of the Lord there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No. Say no more. No. Say no more. But um, I like to judge people more by their actions than their appearance. So uh, hopefully, um, hopefully I'll be able to prove my worth and help you to, you know. Leo's actions are short as well as his appearance. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the woman in the background be like, <laughs> "Listen, old lady, listen. Wait, you at the back? If you've got something to say, step up." Come, Quiet come now, Leopold. She's an ancestor. The woman's like, oh, get a word in Edgeway. Chats a bit. Yeah, you thing. come up. You got the floor. You got the floor. Come on. You come on. Come on to the front. What's your name? What's your name? She, she steps up and she's like, like I, I've been in this village since it was founded. I can't believe you don't remember my name. But so anyway, anyway, Brock, is is it more about the... Uh, and the rest uh, of you carry on talking while this woman's, like, <laughs> arguing with Leopold, going, and you come over here and say there should be more dwarves. Where are all the bloody dwarves? That's what I want to know. And it's, I'm going backwards and forwards between them two. Yeah, so yeah. faded into the background as you guys carry on talking. Uh, yeah, any any particular interests or talents, Brock, that we could uh, put to use? We, we Honestly, we could use anything, but uh, what's your... I was going to ask what's your strength... But I can clearly see that it's, it's I mean, strength. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've 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 lived 
lived off the the wild for some time, so I'm, I'm quite good at hunting Very and handy. foraging. Very um, handy. I'm a good climber. Um, also good. And I can, uh, I can, I can, you know, hide fairly well and move around fairly silently when needed. So uh, I don't is, let is, the bulk, you know. Is is Brock wearing uh, like any visible like bow or or any weapons? He's got um, a spear and a two-handed sword on his back. Mm. Okay, so you um, you can probably swing that thing, motion it towards the, the handle, <laughs> the yeah, massive yeah. handle. You give a chuckle at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what to do with that. You, you, you and only you. Why my hell? Like a, a voice inside your head go. Well, I suppose it's all right as far as swords go. <laughs> Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, that, that all sounds very wonderful, uh, and it is all these things we will have to do and, and make use of as, uh, winter approaches. So, uh, as far as we're concerned, and I'll look to Malcolm and whoever else is around the guards and, and whatnot, uh, Leopold, Leopold. Yeah, so, because Leopold is, is having a bout with the lady in the back. Yeah, but I'm still around, man. <laughs> you just don't overlook me because of my size. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll give a glance, but since there's, like... <laughs> a gaggle of old ladies. There's a match going. <laughs> it's like, well, I... Purple rinse. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Fine, then. <laughs> um, I guess from, from all of us, uh, we, we'll be glad to have you. Um, and... Um, yeah, welcome. There's probably a space somewhere. We're we're going to build more houses as we go. Of course, we're figuring things out as as we go, as you do. Okay, well, so I'd be, sorry, guys. be happy to help. Yeah. So as you sort of welcome Brock into the fold, we've got a couple of options here, guys. We can either sort of wrap up here and have a bit of a discussion about where you want to go for next session, or you can decide what you want to do now and we can just sort of like see how it goes entirely down to you guys. I think we want to go after that mitral, don't we? I think we don't think we want to go back near that cave, we just I, I think in. we we need to um eventually we're gonna to want to look into more of that, but I think we're gonna do it's gonna be scouting uh in, in more detail and uh, with massively more caution now that we know the kind of things that can yeah. be found in the mountains because we went in with sort of like bears and bandits and maybe there's like a crazy yeah. wizard somewhere but it was in fact not any of that <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I, th I think uh, <clears throat> like Leopold is is you know pro dwarf and is pretty low on the old charisma I think he's going to be pushing hard in a fairly obnoxious way to to get some That's cash. Yeah, yeah, to get some cash flow. You know, we mm. want to be getting that mithril. That is, you know, Malcolm is for once speaking wisdom. You know, a clock is right at least twice <coughs> a day, and um, you know. Right. Yeah. So I, I think, think the dwarf is right. I think the dwarf. That's nice. You know, the dwarf. 
Captain wow. Short Arse. You know, I don't know. What do we call you him? Know, I call him Malcolm. You know, I mean, you know, extending the, you know, extending the, um, uh, what is it? Uh, I'm speechless. The elf is calling me a dwarf. I don't call him an elf. You know, I don't call him an elf, but he calls me a dwarf. So on to the business at hand. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen, Peggy. I, I have to. That is part of the situation here, unfortunately, that I have to every time. But... Your man there, Longshanks, pointy ears, the elf, he's speaking a little bit of wisdom, which is not, you know, which is rare enough. After the stalactite incident, right? I've, I've written well, it down. I'll I'll take your word throw, for it. I was throw, having a different throw experience. Throw your hammer at, at the stalactites and you'll be all right. Nearly got killed. You are Nearly... all right. Ah! <clears throat> Only because of the ancestors saved me from the grips of the the uh, the, the the tentacle cavern monster of doom. So I think, heeding the words of the ancestors, we're going to look into this mithril business. Is that yes. right? Now, now, who's got the details? Uh, I was uh, not really committing them to long-term memory at the time. Um, so We've it, marked it, them. We've marked them down on the, on the charts. Mm. And and your man Montaigne, your buddy, he will he will be most well equipped for this mission. I feel he seems a sturdy stock. And uh, if he was a little bit shorter, he'd be probably at least still massive. Still massive. (laughs) 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 Right. I was just getting into the weeds there. Okay, so we're. uh, So I'm looking at the map here. uh, So there are about four hexes north of us. There's what we believe is the location oh yeah yeah yeah. <clears throat> right okay it's a long track it is yeah. but we have a couple of ponies that we can buy two more to get the mitral back mm. um perhaps we should get some um some dudes some some folk some some solid Outdoors types to accompany us. Some doughty retainers. Mm. Well, we already have Gordon. <clears throat> Gordon. He's an outdoors doors man. Um. Mm. Okay. I guess if we want more, we'll have to go to one of the forts. And I don't know that we necessarily want to do that. No, no. no. Um, I think just the five of us set out, try and keep our wits about us, make our way up to these mountains, have a look around for the mitral, <clears throat> take as much of it as we can and come back and then um, hopefully by then, our merchant friend will have come, will have, you know, if he brings goods and if we have mitral to pay for them, um, and then he'll bring more folk and then if we can start trading with dear son, um, 
you know, we could really start making real progress and building up the town and getting more people to come and, and, and compete with the forts. Um, Elf and accountant, a rare combination. <laughs> mm. I see your true colours are coming through, Mr. Harp. You must Thank have Thank you started. very much, Captain Stavish. <laughs> so I think what we're going to do, guys, is we will wrap up here for the evening and um, we'll have you guys setting off to head for the Mithril next session. So what I'm so thank you all for playing, first of all. I hope you all enjoyed it. D despite you losing a, a character, Darren, I hope you still enjoyed the session. And we can obviously bounce Brock in as part of the group next time. So Elegium. <laughs> So I'm gonna end the end of the stream here shortly, but obviously we'll we'll dole out XP, you get to, you can carry your XP over to your new character. And um, we will discuss what you want to do next time so I can plan for that. So that's it 